Show. I'm one of your hosts, Jay Selmer. And, and I'm uh, Taylor Miller. Also known as Maylor Tiller. Yes, yes. my uh, tribal name. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually the second time for us recording this. The first one was god-awful, so quality over quantity. Am I right? Yep, yep, yep. So we've got some talking points for you today. We're going to talk about conspiracy theories. The first one involves the Amazon rainforest and the forest fires and there's a little bit of a conspiracy behind that the next one is the moon landing um is it real and then we've got operation paperclip operation mk ultra operation northwoods the family and talk about some video game stuff that's going on jay how can the moon landing be real if our eyes aren't real dude we live in a dome we live in a dome <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> Okay, so I'll I'll jump in with that. Um, the Amazon Fire, so Fire TV, yeah, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> the Amazon Forest Fire right now. Uh, there's a little bit of a conspiracy forming because some of you may have seen it in recent media articles. Um, the some some local Amazonian tribes were in a lawsuit, like actual tribal people going to a courtroom with uh, various oil companies who were trying to buy the land because obviously they want the oil. Um, well, push comes to shove, the the tribes won the court battle. Um, and then like a week later or something, uh, the forest caught on fire. Whole thing. And I recently, <laughs> recently whole saw... Thing. Not the whole thing, but... Well, I, I recently saw a picture, um, comparatively, that someone took uh, sort of the area of the fire of the forest and they put it over the top of the U.S. map, and it's like the whole entire East Coast would be burning. That's a lot. Yeah, from sure. like the Great Lakes to the coast all the way down to Florida. So, I mean, it's a pretty massive fire, relatively speaking. Fire is good for ecosystems. Um, I, I, I worked for the Forest Service, and we were doing timber salvage on, like, burned, eco burned uh, sections of forest here in Montana. And fire does create opportunities for other organisms and stuff, but the rapid pace that it is burning is definitely not good. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a, a little bit spoopy, especially with all the uh, climate change stuff, um, all the climate change talks going on and concepts and things. Yeah. Um, so the conspiracy, I guess, is that, you know, who started the fire? How did it start? Or, you know, and... Was it the oil companies? Did they, you know, lose the lawsuit and decide to just burn the land and then they'll come back in and say, oh, yeah, well, we'll still buy it, you know? Sort of like, a, you know, oh, thank God that you'll still buy this burned land, but actually it's, you know, even easier for them now that it's burned. I see. I'd like to see, like, evidence towards it, but, like, it, it's, it's definitely circumstantial, maybe coincidental co uh, correlation isn't causation. Yeah. But there is, like, I'd say maybe a little bit of concern. I feel like it's something worth looking into. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, with conspiracy theories, you know, it's, it's always innocent until proven guilty, yeah. you know, with anything, honestly. But that's something to keep in mind while we're uh, speculating. I think it's going to be pretty cool, dude. Some of those, I mean, from destruction, there's always, like, some positivity. And... 
the Amazon rainforest, they believe there was several million people there. And they were wiped out when conquistadors and like the Spanish and stuff came to the Amazon. And like right now, archaeologists are going into these areas that have been clear cut for cattle and grazing and stuff like that. And they're finding artifacts, like a significant amount of them. And they're doing this stuff called LIDAR. Have you ever heard of LIDAR? I've, I've heard the term. I don't remember what it is. So they fly this drone over, and this drone projects out lasers. And the lasers like can hit the forest floor, and it'll show what's going on. Sort of like the same thing they do with uh, submarines to map the ocean floor. Right? Yeah, except a, a lot more detailed. Oh, because they're getting like square inch. Um, wow. Yeah, like square inch. What's what's the word I'm looking for? Clarity, I guess, kind of. But yeah, they're finding these like lost civilizations. They're all interconnected. Uh, there's possibility of like a hundred million people living there, and then when smallpox came. Yeah, and you, just, you just like, got a them. you just got a book on that subject, right? That's what that book's about. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I know a little bit of story, history about it, but it's like the fingerprints of the gods by graham hancock and it talks about how um there's possibly a lost civilization that trans it like passed its knowledge down from generations but it was lost at some point and i believe i'm not certain don't quote me on this i haven't read it yet but he touches on the amazon there was a there was a Spanish explorer that went down there, and he was navigating the river system and said there was like it was a civilization. There's millions and millions of people. Right. But then the they came back a hundred years later, and there was like fucking nothing. Hmm. So people are like, no, this guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. You know what I mean? But now that the evidence is coming out, it's definitely, definitely. That's a pretty big risk for him too, as a. Um as a scientist, you know, to, to make those types of claims. And this was someone like the, goes in and... Yeah, this was a long time ago. He was probably an explorer, you know? Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I had looked into that. We were doing a game um, that was on that subject, you know, or, or, or sort of played with the concepts um, within the uh, Spanish conquistadors and Inquisition and all that. And most, most mainstream... Um, popular education material i, I want to say they put the estimates for the population to be below a million or something yeah um but a lot of historians who are very well rehearsed and very well researched into the area and and the whole continent itself put the numbers closer to some put it towards 120 million yeah and some put it towards 300 plus <clears throat> million excuse me you know and all that's left is the the traps we have today yeah, yeah. which is you know, a lot of, a lot of death. And the concept of a lost civilizations isn't too far-fetched. We didn't know like Machu Picchu and the, uh, what would they be? And the Peruvian Andes. What was that tribe? The civilization? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. It's not the Aztec. It's not the Mayans. It's the, anyway, the word escapes me, but their Machu Picchu and their civilization wasn't, discovered until like 1923 well they just learned all that stuff about easter island recently too that that happened within the last decade didn't it that yeah that's fascinating man you I, know a little bit about that yeah um 
they, they were trying to figure out how they moved those giant statues, yeah. is from what I can tell. And I just saw a photo recently released, like within the last week or so, um, of a lot of them uncovered and standing next to each other. And it, they're just massive. They're huge. Yeah, yeah man. Huge. Huge. <laughs> so, like, the East, we're, we're definitely diverging, but whatever, you know, it's fine. The Easter Islander people, there was a... A giant palm tree that was like endemic to this island, so it was just located on this island, evolved there, and everything. Okay. And the Easter Islander people got there and they were making, they were cutting down these trees left and right and making canoes, doing all this stuff. And they essentially clear cut the entire forest. And good job. <laughs> it clear cut the entire island and there was no food. So they. <laughs> No trees, no animals anymore. So, like, they died. They Whoops. ate themselves out of house and home. They were... What an, yeah. Yeah, what an, what an appropriate um, point to make about, you know, f- destroying the entire forest. Yeah, bring it back to the Amazon. Uh, so, <laughs> we're fucked. That's the lungs of the forest. I think it produces 10% of our oxygen for the world. Yeah, and it, it contributes massively to, like, that breathing cycle where it's, like, as the heat goes to the north, you know, the atmosphere, there's thermodynamics involved, but, yeah. you know, there's a cyclic nature of carbon dioxide and oxygen. Yeah, like, it's, it's a big carbon sink. Yeah. It absorbs a lot of it, um, and it's going to get worse. But, you know, forest, uh, forest fire, I'd say a lot of it is thought of negatively, but people need to change their perception because it is a natural phenomenon in nature. Yeah. Um, but like it's it's definitely on a larger scale that it's it's worth it's it's concerning for sure. Yeah, natural natural forest fires are good. Mass destruction not always necessarily good. Yeah, not at all. Um, but yeah, so that's the Amazon forest fire bit. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 worth looking into. Very very prominent, and I I really do hope that they they discover the nature of the fire and kind of what what we should be aware of about it. Absolutely, yeah. It's definitely uh, worth investigating. Taylor, did we land on the moon? Um, you know, it's actually, I, I found the truth recently. It was probably on a YouTube video. Uh, Dude, I get all my facts from YouTube. First of all, yeah, that's right. <laughs> first of all, the Earth's flat. Um, second of all, we're, we're in the dome, right? This is common knowledge. If you're, not, if you're not with me so far, then you're just lost. Before we start, you need to, you need to tell the story about the guy with the rocket. Okay, okay. <laughs> There's a really famous flat earther who's smart enough to build multiple rockets that took him into the atmosphere. And he was smart enough to get clearance to do it too. Like they knew he was going to launch a rocket from Texas or something. So this guy three times launched his rocket into the atmosphere. And I, I don't think he had actually any safety devices or anything to make it back down. Like he crashed the rocket every time and still survived. And he took videos of a couple of them and... In the video, he talks over it, and you can see his rocket reaching, the, you know, the end of its fuel cycle, and it stops, and then he goes, right about here is where I hit the dome. Um, well, if you hit the dome, <laughs> it just, like, fucking, like, explode or something. <laughs> and then, uh, then I fell back to the earth. <laughs> and then fucking NASA, like, he's like, well, they survived. Yeah. I mean, and they, they, like, recruited him. Yeah, yeah, NASA recruited him, and he's, he's going to get to the bottom of it. So far, he thinks, if the earth's not flat, it's more of a frisbee. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so he's he's gonna figure it out with NASA. Thank God, someone we can someone we can rely on in the in the ranks of NASA. 
Yeah, yeah man. It's, it's the, the ultimate frisbee. It's fits a frisbee. But yeah, and then one of the most recent um, additions that I saw was that all there's no stars. That those are actually just holes poked in the Tupperware that contains this. By God, of course. Obviously. Makes, makes sense. It makes so much sense now that I see the light. Dude. <laughs> Sorry. People think we've... People have known we've been on, like, a round planet the shape of a sphere for, like, a millennia. For longer than Not a millennia, yeah, yeah. but, like, thousands of years. Like, there, there's evidence of, like, tribal societies being like, oh, yeah, this shit's fucking spherical. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I think it was, like, the Greeks were one of the first. They did this test. It involved, like, shadows on different locations. So there was one location here and one location several hundred miles away. And they planned it out to where they would look at the shadow that the sun had cast on this specific day, this specific time, and see where it was in different locations. And so they did it, and they did a whole bunch of math that I'm not good at and figured it out like they're like yeah the earth is totally spirit and they like figured out to like a pretty close degree within a couple hundred miles of the radius which is really impressive yeah that's that's intense they they got so accurate you know with the pyramids being like perfectly aligned with some celestial bodies and such on exact uh latitude and latitude and longitudinal points and then everyone just comes in they're like we don't trust science earth is flat yeah you're fucking stupid bro if the I'm earth sorry. was if the earth was a ball the all the oceans would just fall off all right the moon <laughs> gravity those are so many things those are just wheels on the dome that roll across the top dude the moon keeps our tides in in shape i did read something that if the moon like somehow slingshotted out of earth's orbit out of its gravity we'd be so fucked that'd be cool as shit like though. The, oh the water would like bulge in the middle of the the earth and there'd be like mass destruction it would be pretty crazy they want to mine the moon do you know that the moon has go a specific it, you know mass and if they go up there and take enough of it you think that would cause a bit of disruption to the, mm. the balance going on I mean, they'd have to take a. They'd have to do a lot. They'd have to take. They'd have to do a lot of damage. <laughs> they have to do a lot of damage. That thing, yeah. But it is finite. It's not infinite. So I mean, it's possible. Dude, so I was thinking of something the other day. So, mining asteroids. That's going to be in the foreseeable future, right? Yeah. And we know when we break off, like a chunk of an asteroid or a meteorite like there's going to be multiple multiple so what if we mined asteroids broke them up and oh this was a stupid thought never mind <laughs> never mind no let's see, i got let's to the point and i'm like oh be, yeah i probably should not could be a, about a billion dollar idea i was just thinking like if they broke up into smaller pieces then they hit earth and they're just the government doesn't care because they're mining asteroids, man, but they probably wouldn't yeah. disintegrate. I mean, at, at that point, they probably already have full control of the asteroid. Yeah. They just bring in the whole rock and then break it down. Why not? Yeah. But yeah, space, the moon. I definitely think we landed on the moon, but yeah. I don't think some of the early footage 
was real. I do believe that was staged. There is enough evidence, maybe circumstantial evidence, but that, that, that convinced me for sure. That it was staged? The Not the moon landing, but the filming. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. The moon landing, we definitely did. Like the, the One of the big takeaways for me um, looking into this was that Roger Young, I believe that's his name, he was the first man to fart in space. Maybe not in space, but on the moon. First guy to fart on the moon. And he what really, a cool dude. He really flew under the radar. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, man. I wonder if it just wafted in a spacesuit. I mean, it's probably inescapable. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, there's that. He's had to deal Methane. with it. Those those liquid meals that they give him, or whatever they are, you know. What do they eat? What do asteroids eat? What I do asteroids know eat? Yeah. What do astro? I mean, asteroids. <laughs> astronauts. Asteroids don't eat shit. Jay, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. They they change it up. I think, but it's it's they've got issued meals. I want to. It's not like freeze-dried, per se, but maybe it is. I don't know. Something I haven't looked into. But I definitely do think... I think um, the moon landing did happen because it was such a critical event. Yeah, for sure. But then because it was so critical, they decided to um, fake some of the footage and media stuff because they wanted to tell everybody. They wanted everyone to see something like you see it to believe it type of thing where like the average American could turn on a TV and see this footage and be like, oh my god. Like, go, go. We're clearing Bring some national pride and nationalism and stuff. Yeah. Patriotism and all that. Yeah, patriotism. Uh, but, like, so the cameras at the time, they wouldn't, they were, like, not tolerant to radiation whatsoever. Like, you'd bring them through an x-ray at an airport, and it just fuck everything up. Like, your all your shit's gone. And they admitted that they used those x-rays, and... They, not those x-rays, they admitted that they used those cameras on the moon and there's like no ozone or like atmosphere to protect from radiation. So like, yeah, it's not possible. Yeah, there's, there's just no way. Maybe a camera that was like still in the 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 craft the whole time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, I mean, like even then there's radiation. Like the, I don't think they really have a solution to block I mean, lead, I guess, but like block that amount of radiation out in space because it's, it's pretty substantial. Right. I don't know. The, the United States has weird reasons for doing weird things. It's, it's kind of like using a graphite pencil became a big problem. So they spent like over a million dollars to design a, a space pen. Yeah. Um, and I forget, R- Russia had like a really simple answer or something. But... Yeah. Like, oh, well, and, we got like normal pencil. <laughs> yeah. And and it was kind of like, well, wow, the US is dumb for trying to make a, a space pen. But I remember somebody made a comment on it. Like one guy at NASA made a comment on it and it was like, "Oh fuck, that makes sense." Yeah, totally. You're like, "Okay, that makes sense." But then yeah. there so so back to the moon stuff. There's some more evidence like there was still shots and these still shots were taken when they were training in simulation of zero gravity with like uh, wires and all that good stuff. Yeah. And they took that, they flipped it, flipped the image, like inverted it, and then like took out the cables and then made it a negative. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're in space. And it's like, no, that's the same fucking picture right there that you right. took at the JFK Space Center. Seriously. I think. Um... I think I actually seen that photo. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. There was some more that I want to talk about, but I just cannot remember for the life of me. 
Do you have anything else to add on that? On the uh, moon landing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not at the moment. So you know who who got us to space, right? Um. Yeah, we we get a we can thank um, ex Nazis. Yeah, for, we can literally thank ex Nazis. That would be Operation Paperclip, and it is confirmed, declassified, and like very, very much confirmed. But the premise of it is we lost World War Two, and there's all these like brilliant Nazi scientists. No, we won World War Two. I mean, we uh, yeah. I just can't talk right now. <laughs> That's I ate right. too much That's food. It happens, man. But yeah, we won World War Two. Nazis lost World War Two, and there's all these brilliant scientists running around, and. So they're like, well, we got to get them. The United States is like, we got to get them before Soviet Union does. And they did. And a couple notable ones are like Warner von Braun, the head of NASA. Yeah. Um, Henrik Heimler. And there was like other ones like with the vaccine programs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, they went They went to like all, not maybe not all, but a lot of major fields of science with huge responsibility that were going to, you know, affect the masses. And it's like, it's almost like they got rewarded for, you know, being really good at being a bad guy kind of thing, which, you know, some people take a lot of offense to. They came out today and said, like, these Nazi scientists would be prosecuted for crimes against humanity nowadays, which absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Geneva Convention had a lot of, they threw a lot together, you know. Yeah, and then there's the, uh, the dueling scars. That's pretty pretty crazy man yeah yeah the so academic fencing yeah the the nazi officers would um they were really good at fencing you know it was like a a bit of a blood sport for them and they they would wear protective gear except for on their face and they would get these massive scars on their face from it and they would kind of just wear it with pride you know yeah they'd stuff them with horse hair to make them more pronounced yeah they just exaggerate their scars and such um and what you know at the time it seemed like it was a smart thing to do being in war in nazi germany but now you look at photos from officials at nasa and some of them have these just ridiculous scars on their faces yeah it's like well there's a and i feel like not very many people knew about it and like oh he's just got a scar on his face but like no that's a fucking nazi right there and there's no good nazis right. literally yeah, and I mean, I've, I've never, like, talked with any of these people or seen any of their interviews or anything like that. I'm, I'm sure it's a point of contention for the guys that are still around today. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, is you know, Project Paperclip was a thing. And it was a conspiracy for a while, but it's kind of like a confirmed one. Yeah, man. Have you, have you seen, like, some of the stuff that they have in South America? So, most of these Nazis and their generals... So, we got 1,400 scientists... Um, Soviet Union got a fraction of them, but like the rest of the Nazis, there's a lot of fucking Nazis. So they fled to South America. I heard um, about that. Yeah. yeah. And there's like entire towns. I think there's like hundreds of thousands of them and they speak exclusively German in, in these towns. And they're all like proud of their heritage, just totally white running around in South America. It's free real estate. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's apparently. Not, that's not a good thing. Yeah, the, the conspiracy concerning that that I had heard was that Hitler himself was put onto a sub 
because yeah. nobody tested the skull or of the remnants of his body. It still hasn't been tested. And so, like Russia took the body and then all of a sudden they lost it or something. I don't know if anybody has it. There's some weird shit around that for sure. Yeah. And the, the conspiracy is that Hitler's living in the hills of the Andes mountains. And then what's yeah. In, in South America. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, probably he'd be like 120. Now. Yeah. Right he's he dead now. But, <laughs> like there's reports of people seeing him in like the seventies or eighties or some shit. I was reading like some of the reports are like, yeah, the Russians came up on this submarine and, or like U boat and docked. And then there was Hitler and then they described what this thing looked like. And pe- and then historians are like, yeah, those would never land onto the land ever. Like, they're exclusively water. They'll, they'd never get to, that close to the shore. And there's just a lot, of, a lot of stories around it. Because if you're some nobody living down in South America and poverty, and someone asks you, like, oh, do you see, did you ever see Hitler? I'd fucking make up a story. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Right. Try to get my name out there. Yeah. There's a possibility that it was also like an asylum type of thing. Like, they didn't want to annihilate all the Nazis. They didn't want to just commit them all to death for their war crimes. This is speculation on my part. So they, you know, gave them some kind of real estate in South America where they could live in their own community without committing more war crimes, but also without being um, persecuted by vigilantes in Mm -hmm. Germany. I don't know. There's a lot of of possibilities. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. They're all taking like pride in their German heritage. Like, oh, that's my grandfather up there. You take a look at it, and it's like, yeah, that's a Nazi. Right. Still, still a little bit fanatical. Yeah. You know. But. So yeah, Nazis brought us to space. That's uh interesting for sure. So let's talk about Project MK Ultra, Taylor. Okay. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know everything about it, but MK Ultra um, was a thing they did late '60s, early '70s. I'm pretty sure, where they, um, the Russians had claimed that they had made a truth serum, and the U.S. in response tried to make their own truth serum that was uh, LSD, and excuse me, and MK Ultra. They administered this LSD to 30 or more um, unwilling participants and, you know, kind of watched their behavior. Some of them they interacted with, some of them they didn't. So, um, yeah, they just dosed people. (laughs) Trying to, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Seeing if they had, like, psychokinetic powers and stuff like that. Yeah, the the movie... um, Sensory deprivation, isolation. George Clooney movie called... um, The Men Who Stare at Goats. Yeah. They talked a little bit that. about that. It's such a good movie. It's it's not like brilliant, brilliant, but it's it's funny. And it's worth the watch. For sure. The show Stranger Things takes premise off of that. That they had these pregnant women and tried putting, <clears throat> tried using LSD to see if their children or them would have psychokinetic powers. Then Eleven's like, oh yeah, I'm a badass. I'm going to kill Denim, Demogorgon. Demogorgon. So <laughs> I literally can't talk today. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never heard of Stranger Things, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Taylor, you've watched <laughs> the first two seasons. <laughs> do you know how I? Ah, do you know how they discovered LSD initially? Um, <clears throat> no, I don't actually. the The original stories I heard was like, uh, 
some of the hippie ones where they're making it in bathtubs with the Hells Angels and shit. <laughs> That's probably yeah. not the origin. I'm going to just put some uh, hydrochloric acid and put a solvent in there. And I hear the parties were pretty wild. <laughs> no, the initial, like how they first created LSD was they were trying to find stuff to induce labor into pregnant women. And this dude was messing around and no gloves on, lab safety. And he's touching it, he absorbs it, he's a chemist. Dude, that's rule number one. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're a chemist. <laughs> like, And yeah, he absorbs it through his skin. Didn't know what it was. He's riding his bicycle home and he's like, oh fuck. <laughs> Something's wrong here. I need an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think went through his mind? Like, you're you're driving home from work, normal day. Dude, if, I, if I put myself in his shoes, I for sure believe I'm going to die. Like, I was probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, he probably thought, like, oh, I don't need gloves this time around. <laughs> yeah. Starts riding his bike to work, or back home, and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm dying. I'm done for, bro. And then he meets, like, a dragon and goes to a different dimension or something. Yeah. Probably thought he was dead. He probably did. That's crazy. We got a couple more things to talk about, but we're running out of time on this. So we're going to make this one a two part. So this will be part one. And uh, yeah, tune into part two. We're going to go right into it after this. And yeah, hell yeah. So uh, hopefully see you soon. Peace.